Hi, you are listening to the My Day Off podcast, and the show begins right now. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you again to the My Day Off podcast. If this is your first time ever listening to this episode, it's an honor to have you. If this is your seventh episode in, which means that you've kept up with every single episode, thank you. It's an honor that you have been willing to keep up with this as I have been able to produce more content. If you've only caught a few episodes, totally fine. Again, I'm just thankful, super thankful for all of you. The beauty of having my own podcast, and I've said this before, I don't know when I've said it, but I know I have, it's that I can talk about whatever I want. That's kind of the whole thing behind the name My Day Off. Nothing is off limits. Everything is fair game. And I know for me, I the, the night that this episode came to my mind, I, I li- literally was sitting in a restaurant just... I don't know if any of you guys get into this random introspection about your life. That's where I was. And then I thought, yep, I know exactly what I want to address in the next episode. I recently said that Psalm 16 is the home of one of my favorite verses. And to be completely honest, this verse has carried me through this year. And it says, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I don't know how many of you guys, when you were younger, you were you might have been able to go outside and play, and you your your parents might have said, "Yes, you can hang around this specific area of the neighborhood, but you cannot go outside of that." Or I don't know how many of you guys have seen The Lion King. I haven't seen it in a really long time. But as I as I consider this verse, I think about that scene where, where Simba is with his dad and they're overlooking everything that is within within Mufasa's kingdom. And I don't remember the exact verbiage, but everything that the light touches, that was their kingdom. And whatever wherever there was darkness that was outside the scope of what what Mufasa's kingdom entailed. And as I think about that, wow, that makes it makes a, that's very deep. <laughs> Whatever whatever's in the light is is ours and whatever is in the dark is not. Like that's that's a whole nother conversation. I, I want to talk about that because that does have deep implications, but that just occurred to me just now. So I'm not quite ready to talk about that. But what I do want to say is that when whenever we are presented in our lives with things that we know that is within our jurisdiction, it's so easy to look at the things that fall outside of that jurisdiction and, and wish that that was what we had. Right? I, I think that there's a, there's an attraction to that. And I don't really know why. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I don't have a bunch of letters after my name. One day that would be cool, but that's not where I'm at now. So I don't know what what the attraction is to that. But I know that in my in my own life, it can be so easy to see what 
what is not mine and covet that very thing. And I think that we fall into that trap when we look at other people and we compare what they have versus what we have. And there's there's a whole host of other situations where we might find ourselves looking at, at what is outside our scope and, and coveting that very thing. And I think a lot of times where those lines are drawn in our life can can be very painful places. Think about the word no. When someone tells you no, especially when you're a kid, your gut reaction is to be offended. I am now offended that I am being rejected this certain thing that I really wanted. For me, I can remember, and any kid can remember, you go into the checkout line and whoever makes these stores, whoever came up with the idea of putting candy next to where you check out, is they're very smart. Also, there might be something wrong with them because that is just torture. So they, they, you have the candy there and, hey, mom, can I have a piece of candy? No, you can't. Oh, what? What do you mean? That, now I'm offended. Now I'm mad for the next 10 minutes because I can't have that Snicker bar that I wanted. And I think that as, as we age, it doesn't look like that because obviously we grow up, but there's an element of that even still. Those boundaries have been drawn in our lives in places that can be can can coincide with what our hopes are, what our dreams are, what our pursuits are. I, I want to tell a little bit my, about my story. The thing that I perceived as my as my very first setback. In 2005, I was a I was going into my senior year. This is summer of 2005, going into my senior year, and I really loved to run. In fact, it surprised me how how quickly I clung to the idea of being an elite runner when I was in high school. So the very first summer, I decided that I was going to just go all out because it was my senior year and I didn't want to leave anything to the chance. I wanted to be the very best. That summer, I, I probably ran well over 300 miles to prepare myself for, for our season. And at this point in my life, I... I don't I can't recall a significant setback because anything that I had set out to do, I was able to do. And it was easy to assume that well, this is just life. Everything's going to go the exact way that I had planned for it to happen. And then there's this little thing that is called control, and then there's thing there's something else called lacking control. And realizing that I don't have control over over every situation. So let me take you through that year a little bit. That year, I was in the top 10 of every race that I ran in. And these aren't meets with just 10 people. These are cross-country meets with a lot of people in it. And my goal was to qualify for our state meet. And (laughs) I never thought I would be telling this story on a podcast, let alone... Yeah. So I, the very first, so in, in the state of Ohio, to make it to states, you have to go to districts, regionals, and then finally, if you make it out of regionals, you make it to your state meet. So without getting too much in, in the details, I remember the day of our, our district race. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going against me. And that the entire week, the course that we ran on was rained out completely it was the most mud i had ever seen on a course 
And on that day, I also left my, my spikes at home. I had never done that in three years of running cross country in high school. I never left my, my spikes at home. So I had to run, run in my running shoes and the course was slippery as, as you could possibly imagine. And I, I remember the, the, we started the race. I get out of the gate, lead the pack. We get into the woods and I think to myself, well, this course is muddy. I better, I better slow down just to see, just to make sure I'm going to be okay in the course. And Lo and behold, I fell in the mud, not, not once, but, but twice, therefore ruining my chances of making it out of that district meet to ma- then making it to regionals and then with the goal of making it to state. And when I looked at the, the finishing times, I should have either won the race or at least been in the top two or three. And that was, that was disappointing. I remember at the end of that race being unconsolable. And, and just crying my eyes out because that was the first time I really experienced such a deep letdown when I had my, my eyes on something much, much greater. And it worked my tail off for something much, much greater. Surely the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places, right? Did they fall in pleasant places? It was a painful place. Fast forward to... Uh, a year later, I had graduated from, I'm sorry, no, I, I had finished my first year of college and I experienced something that I hadn't experienced before. I, I realized that for a while I was growing in apathy toward a passion of mine. So I came into college as a music education major with the, with the desire to one day teach high school band. I loved it. I was in every ensemble in high school and, um, and thinking that, yeah, in college, it's going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to, I'm going to leave with a sense of, I'm going to come in with a sense of purpose and I'm going to leave with that same sense of purpose and, and carry that out. No, I realized I had apathy and I could no longer lie to myself about that. And so I had to give it up. That was crushing. Because much like what had happened the year before, you work so hard for something. And in my case, I experienced, it wasn't something external that caused me to stumble. It was, all, it was me realizing that my heart changed. So that was hard. Again, surely the boundaries have fallen in pleasant places. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but that, w- that shook me to, to my core to know that Whatever I set out to do, whatever the passion that I had developed years ago was no longer going to be something that I foresaw myself walking out in. Fast forward to 21, I graduated college and immediately was where I started working as a copy editor. And while I was grateful for the opportunity, it was so strange to find myself so far removed from living a life that was infused with my passions. This is going to get old probably, but surely, surely the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Finally, when I was 20, so a year before that, uh, I had the privilege of seeing some of my closest friends all get married within the same summer. What I'm grateful for is that in that moment, I didn't realize the significance of that 
of that moment or of that three month period where I saw three of my closest friends get married back to back to back because I was still very young. And the, the great thing is that I assumed, Oh yeah, this is going to happen. It's not going to be that much longer for me. Surely I would never have imagined that 11 years later, I would still be in the same situation that I was in at that very moment, not married, no, no family, Surely the boundaries have fallen in pleasant places. So once again, those boundary lines hurt because they fell in something that was important to me. And it fell into areas that I at one time placed such identity in. And whenever you look at Whenever, earlier I mentioned how whenever you see outside of those boundary lines and you look at you look at what may go beyond the scope of what's yours, it's easy to be envious of that. And I think that's comparison. That is that is definitely comparison. We see others have those same desires that we had hoped for. And when we set our gaze upon what someone else has with an attitude of comparison, I have to wonder if that keeps us from seeing the beauty in our own story. And if we stop and think about it, I'd be so willing to bet that we could more easily recognize the beauty in our story if we didn't have an attitude of comparison. I spent a lot of time already talking about the areas that hurt where I felt like the lines were drawn. But you know what? When, when something does not go your way, when something is taken away, or when, when someone says no, I think that opens up something else that you didn't see coming. And while those all those things can hurt, I am so glad because in my 20s, it was a lot of stuff going on. I'm thankful that I was not married. I'm thankful that I've been able to call more than one place home. We spent three episodes talking about establishing belonging in a new city. I can't imagine not going through that process. I can't imagine. I'm so glad that that was what was what was meant for me to have because I can't I can't imagine it being any differently. Those those years in my 20s were formative because in that moment it felt meaningless. If well not that's a strong word. It it felt like I had no direction. But what felt like a prolonged season of no direction actually was purposeful because of where I am now. And I think that that's the main that's the main thing I want to talk about. That's those those lines fell in ple- fell in pleasant places. The falling, the when it happens it doesn't feel so pleasant. It doesn't even feel very kind. But I think that in retrospect when you when you look back at what what had to change, the doors that had to close. I know for me, I feel grateful for that. So grateful. Again, the Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. So what I would say, honestly, as, as the main argument that I'm making the main point I'm making, don't be so caught up in, in the perceived success of others. And I don't even want to read into if, if it's 
yeah, there's always things going be- going on below the surface for someone else's success. Like I don't, that's not the point I'm gonna trying to make. But don't get so caught up in other people's success that you miss out on the beauty that is your story because your story, my story is unique and it deserves the space to be recognized as unique and it deserves to not be pitted against the stories of someone else. Even the progress that we go through is so beautiful because in, in the progress, there's growth and there's there's stories within the story of our life. Does that make sense? There's countless formative stories in my 20s. Just as there are countless formative stories after I turn 30. But we have to recognize that for what it is. It's beautiful. It's hard. We don't always get what we want. And the no's that we have been given, the no's that appear in our life, they lead us towards something, other things, other things. They might be great, hopefully greater things. This is a hard episode because it makes me, makes me reflective and thinking about the, the doors that are shut in our lives in my life is not always an easy thing, but I would challenge us to think about for every door that was shut in our life, think about the doors that were opened. The people that we would that we meet that we wouldn't have met otherwise, the stories that we we gain that we would not have been able to gain otherwise. Our mind so quickly shifts toward the lack. My mind so quickly shifts toward what I'm missing out on, but that that negates that takes away from the things that we have gained, and I have to believe that what we gain in our lives, has to go beyond anything that we've lost. I don't understand the point of it, even to this day, but I'm really glad that I didn't make it to my state meet. I'm really glad that I didn't graduate with a music education degree. I'm glad that I didn't get married married in my 20s because it produced stories that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And obviously, and I'm, I'm not anti any of those things, but... I just think if you take one domino out of the out of the sequence of dominoes, then your life looks a little bit differently or a lot differently than it looks now. My life will look a lot differently than it looks now. So I, I hope that myself, that I can grow in my gratefulness for what I have, despite what I might perceive as a lack. And it's not just about perceiving the lack, but it's about seeing what what has been a no in your life, but also seeing what has been put in its place, the good things that have happened, the blessings, all of those things. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I hope that you all have a great week, weekend, evening, all the time modifiers. There you go. Thanks for listening, everybody.